Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. What's up, Danielle? Hey, Abby. Back again. (laughs) We are back. Uh, Welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Obviously, this is Abby. And this is Danielle. (laughs) Double the intro. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. And we're super, super excited because, you know, Abby and I talk all about mindset. We talk all about self-development and just loving ourselves. And we're super excited because we have a brand new guest, uh, someone who seeked us out. We're so excited. We love we love when people like seek us out and want to like connect and learn from us. So we have Marvelise Polanco. We're so excited because she is a self-development and mindset empowerment coach. And she is helping others like, you know, on their self-development journey. So we are so excited because we know everyone in our audience loves a little self-development empowerment. So we figured why not have a coach on to chat with us about it. So hello, Marvelise. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you guys. Yes. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your uh, time tonight on this Thursday evening and also adding to what Danielle said, like, (laughs) how cool is it that, you know, our content is reaching people. And again, we get to meet more awesome individuals on the socials. So, so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. Well, I guess like we said kind of before, we just want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us, you know, let's start from the beginning. We always love a good origin story. So you were talking to us about where you live, what you do. Let us know. Okay. So I am a daughter of immigrants. Well, I am an immigrant myself. I was actually born in Venezuela and my parents are Dominican. Um, We migrated into this country when I was about seven years old. So, you know, at that age, you're already a little bit developed. You already have your condition, your condition programmed in your subconscious. Right. And, you know, just learning to speak a new language. It was rough. Um, We landed in New York City um in the Bronx so I grew up all my life in the Bronx so that was very challenging and kind of like observing life through a different lens I had to learn the language make new friends so you know it was very challenging growing up mm-hmm. um you know I ended up going to Catholic school all girls school where you know you learn a lot about yourself <laughs> oh, yeah. and about people, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, I went to college and I ended up in the human resources field. So I've been a part of like, you know, the corporate world, human resources for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, I basically climbed the ladder. I started from a coordinator all the way to like a senior manager over the years in different organizations. And um, I loved HR at one point, but I feel like as I evolved as a human and grew, yeah, I just hated like the politics and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to put it, I don't want to throw any company under the bus, but you know, <laughs> as HR, you know, what goes on in the background of mm-hmm. a company. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, 
the politics and the favoritism and well, you know, no, we love this employee. And I'm more like, no, let's go by the book. Mm-hmm. If that's the rule, then it should apply for all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I started like falling out of love with yeah. HR. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even in my field of HR, I always try to empower people. If that makes any sense, I was more of an employee relations. So when mm-hmm. it came to like terminating or laying off people or, um, you know, furloughing people, I always use that moment to like encourage them to see it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and not from the lens of like, well, they don't want me or I am a loser or I'm not good enough. For me, it was more like this door is closing, but many other doors are available for you. So everyone is like, oh my God, you're so great at it. And all the employees love working with you. So that's kind of like what steered me more into like coaching and people realizing like how powerful they truly are. If they really brainwash themselves to believe in their power, Um, because as a society, we're just conditioned to believe that life is happening to us. And at some point we have to like take control of ourselves and dictate what we want in our lives. Right. Right. So that's kind of like in a nutshell. Yeah. That was a good, yeah, that was a good over, over. Okay. This has actually been bothering me. I know this is a sidetrack, but I say overarching and Danielle (laughs) and I've heard somebody else say overarching and I have no idea what the correct pronunciation (laughs) I don't but, know, Archie, but either, think, either way, it was a great work. overview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, did not mean to sidetrack your story, but because it came to mind. Uh, but it was really interesting that you said that relational leadership kind of style, because I think we've talked to other people that talked about human resources as like human relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And that kind of turn came up. And so... It, it also just reminded me of Danielle's leadership style too, like really trying to build up the person uh, right. versus that authoritative or authoritarian kind of mm-hmm. style. Well, and I also think it's, and it's great that you take that approach as well. You took that approach before as well, because in so many fields, I feel like the HR is um, not someone that is empowering. Like they're usually right. this kind of like, well there's no empathy yes and it's like we Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of like HR leaders not all but like they feel like they're the authority right and it's like they tend to forget like well no outside of these doors you're human right and like um I feel like a lot of people take their title they believe that they are their titles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like you don't take your title to your grave like, it's not like in the grave, they're going to put like, well, this was the VP of like this company, like, yeah, outside of the office, you're still a human. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always felt like, no, I need to have empathy from the bot, like from like, even if it was a cleaner to a VP, I felt like they were both the same, because to mm-hmm. me, they are, it, it doesn't matter who you are, you still should be treated with the same kind of respect. Right. And that's how I feel about anything in life. Yeah. Well, and also if the main job of the HR is to help the the job, you know, like, then you should be helping your employees because they're so usually like that, Danielle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like that's what's always so funny because it's like think about your objective of your job. Like your job. Like so therefore you should help the employees so that they're helping the job. Like it's all a full circle of an ecosystem. But no one really understands that sometimes. Exactly. But yeah, if your ethics and like what you're actually having to do on a day to day don't align, that is a 
quick uh, recipe for burnout, like you said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what I witnessed in a lot of the leaders within HR. It was like, well, no, you're supposed to help the employees. Like, I know you work for the employer, obviously, but it's like you said, the ecosystem of the Mm -hmm. company. So if you're not treating your employees with respect and empathy, then what do you think is going to happen to your organization? It's just going to be, you know, a revolving door. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of just fell out of love with the field. I still believe in a lot of HR leaders. I think it's a great profession, but for me personally, it was time to like, step out of that box right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and oftentimes that uh next step is pretty scary so how did you you know kind of build up your confidence or you know what was that transition like uh did you just one day say nope I'm done or did you kind of have some things lined up behind the scenes or is that when the coaching business started love to hear more Well, um, I think that your intuition lets you know before you make a decision that it's time to go. So (laughs) for a really long time, I felt it in my soul, but my ego was like, no, girl, you got to keep this job. Like this job is secure. It has great benefits. Like you're in the city. Like who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. that's the ego. But my soul, like, I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but like as I would enter the building, I felt like I was like dying inside. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. oh, it's still standing. Like right. I wish it was gone, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like my soul was already telling me I didn't belong, but I insisted on staying. And then the pandemic happened and it was just kind of like, I have to go. Like yeah. it didn't make sense anymore. And I didn't want to like once we the working from home was removed, it was like, no, you have to come back into the office. And then that was something that I didn't want to do. Right. Um, so it was it, like you said, um, Abby, it was scary. Yeah. Um, it's still scary because as you grow every level, it's more um, work on your mindset because it's a, a stage in your life that you've never been on before. So it requires more work and more learning about who you are and how worthy you believe you are to have those opportunities. So, you know, it's a roller coaster. (laughs) Every day is a roller coaster because you are stepping into the unknown, but the reward is so like, it's worth it because when you know that you help someone become a better person or to achieve something in life or to go out there and step out of their comfort zone, that is such a great feeling. And Mm -hmm. that was more, that is more gratifying and more, um, it makes me feel fulfilled than what HR was making me feel. So although it is a roller coaster, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the first time that I'm, you know, running a business. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have anyone in your immediate circle who has been able to be successful in the things that you're seeking to become, And you don't have like that, you know, that person that you can say, well, she did it. So I know that it's possible for me. Um, That becomes challenging as well. So it's about, you know, trusting your intuition, doing the mindset work and kind of brainwashing yourself into believing that, no, I have what it takes to own a business or to coach people and to help people see actual results. So I'm not going to say it's easy because if I would sit here and say it was easy, I would be lying to everyone. Um, It's very challenging, but the reward makes up for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. 
<laughs> it's it sounds like very similar paths that Danielle and I the last year year and a half we both also left our yeah I guess we didn't work co- corporate but like both of our day jobs to then do private practice being our solo entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh I think that's the first time I've ever gotten that word right so go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we both uh, have had lots of career shifts and and changes in that, and it is we we agree it is challenging and scary and fun and rewarding. But you know, the tears on. that you cried during that time, and uh, yeah. what you <laughs> got to learn about yourself, I think that that's what that's what helps like your evolution. That's what helps. Now you can speak on that because you know what? I went through that and I can tell you that it's going to be hard and you might question yourself every day, but guess what? Once you are over that hump, you're going to be so glad that you didn't give up. So it's about if you, how can you help someone, let's say like lose weight if you've never done it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. How can you tell someone that they can run their own business if you've never done it? How can you tell someone that they are going to question themselves every day if you haven't done it? So it's like we are our own teachers of our own path, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why it's so important to have a voice because an example, there's a million podcasts out there in the world, but Danielle and Abby might say something in a certain way that helps someone in a different way. So that's why you can't really give up on your vision, even if there's a million people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's like the hardest, I think, for so many people who start a business or do something scary because they're, you know, it's like the comparison trap and then the limiting beliefs and all those different things that are become like the biggest struggles. And especially if you are becoming a solopreneur or something and you're in like an oversaturated market or like, like you said, with the podcast or anything like that, it is also just like you said, just really like thinking within yourself and like thinking like that you're worthy of whatever you're doing, because that's like the hardest part about it with having so much noise, you know, having so much noise around you all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, ma- mindset work is so important, but also the relationship that you have with yourself, mm-hmm. because a lot of the times we focus on conditioning and programming that we don't even know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you are not reflecting and becoming aware of what the stories that you're telling yourself are, you're going to keep repeating them. It's a, it's a, it's a cycle of life, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, like, I know that this is like, like self-love or like confidence. Like no one teaches you that. Like everyone tells you, oh my God, oh my God, you got to love yourself. It's so important. It's so valuable. But, you know, half of the time our mothers didn't have a, a reflection of like, okay, you need to be confident. You need to love yourself. So they were busy doing their own things to like raise us. So they didn't sit down and tell us, well, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to have a morning ritual and, you know, you need to meditate and you need to ground yourself. Like they, they didn't, they didn't do that themselves. So they're not going to teach us that. Right. So it's, it's, it's now our time to learn how to value ourselves and to love ourselves and to really, because that's the biggest relationship that you've ever have. 
you are in your body and your soul for until you die, basically. So yeah. if you're not learning how to like really value yourself and get to know yourself, then anyone, any opinion of anyone around you can affect you or bring you down. Mm-hmm. So that's why mindset and empowerment, it's like self-love is the catalyst of everything in your life because it determines what you settle for, what you go after, um, what you believe about yourself, like it's just so important. So conditioning yourself or deconditioning yourself from believing things that you grew up hearing and then kind of like installing a new software in order for you to now have a different outlook in life. Mm-hmm. That's the challenge. Yeah. It's all the underlying stuff. <laughs> exactly. And the it's deep. like, you know, I don't know if you guys have probably heard this, but like glitter on shit. Mm-hmm. Like you can't keep <laughs> glitter on, yeah. on, on pipes that are full of crap. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to clean the pipes in order for you to paint the pipes in whatever color you, you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you start unraveling all those things and things that you heard from like your parents or your friends or from school or from the media, whatever it is, we, we, it's like a filter. We take all of these things in and then as grownups, we start doubting. And then when we grow up, we're like, oh my God, but I have no confidence. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could have had a teacher in fifth grade tell you, well, you have the wrong answer. And um, you made a decision about yourself. Like, well, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. And that that's the story that you repeatedly tell yourself in all areas of your life. Well, I'm not good enough to go after that career or I'm not good enough to start a business or I'm not good enough for a relationship. So that's why that mindset and self-love, it's like the catalyst of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually did a hypnotherapy session today and I was like, Ooh. all right. Yeah. So it's yes. all, all about that downloading and everything where it was, and it was about like limiting beliefs and stuff. So it's like, and again, it's coming full circle today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we do have a lot of limiting programming within us. And sometimes it's not even programming that we installed ourselves. It's just programming that we heard someone say, and then we started to believe that it was true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I cannot stress enough that once you change your mindset, you change your life. Like Mm -hmm. that's just a reality. But as you evolve, like every stage in your life is going to require new programming because let's say, for example, you know what a hundred thousand dollars feels like because that's maybe your salary, but then you're aspiring to make 600,000, right? You've never experienced what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So in order for you to evolve into that level, there's a lot of work that you have to do so that you're comfortable at that level. So no matter where you are in your life, that's why mindset, it's, it's never ending because you're always growing. And if you're not growing, then you're stuck in the circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hearing something the other day that was like, um, if you tell yourself that technically you can be a different person, like every five minutes, like you can change who you are. So like that five minutes that just happened, you can get rid of whatever that was and be like, I'm going to be a new person today. Like I'm going to do this. Like, it's okay. And like you, you're changing and you're always evolving. And I think like we say that, but we don't really believe it sometimes, you know, like, and so that's where that like stuck comes into play too. And becoming in that circle. Cause we're thinking that we can't necessarily change what we're already doing, but but you can <laughs> like or the belief that you're not supposed to change like mm-hmm. how many times haven't you heard a friend say oh you've changed 
like it's not a bad thing that I'm changing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like as society is like, you've also been kind of told like, no, you, you need to stay the same. And it's like, well, no, you have to grow because that's what's going to bring you the life that you dream of living. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's going to bring you the success that you are seeking. That's what's going to bring you whatever it is that you want to accomplish in this lifetime, you know? So I think that what you said, Danielle, is completely correct. But I also think there's another side to it, which yeah, is like, totally. no, you shouldn't change. Like, this is who you are. And mm-hmm. Danielle doesn't do those things. Danielle does these things. And it's like, yeah. well, no, I don't want to be that Danielle anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. kind of like the the tangle between like, well, no, I want to stay like this. And then it's like, life is just forcing you to like grow, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just a little dance of life. Right. Mm -hmm. oh the dance of life yes (laughs) well and I can already just I'm finding myself just getting like sucked into how uh you speak you're just very entertaining it's not the right word but (laughs) just you're very motivating right in how you speak and I can definitely tell that you are like yeah you are on the right path and not that you need me to tell you that but (laughs) you're you're doing the right thing yeah, this is great. Like just the energy of, of the conversation. And and I'm curious if you have yourself worked with uh, a mindset empowerment coach or any other type of coaching or who you're, if you have mentors that you look to for like supervision, if you will, or how do you grow in your own work as well? So you can give to others. Um, I think that that's the most important thing. Like I do have, you know, my own self like everyone needs a morning routine I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are how busy you are you need that time to like reflect to journal to set your day to have a good nourishing nourishing breakfast Mm -hmm. like don't skip breakfast like that you know that says dietitian agrees yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know like you know make sure that you are starting the day in a positive positive light and obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, every day is perfect. Like, you know, yesterday I had a terrible day and mm-hmm. it was like I wanted to cry all day. And, you know, it's a full moon. I'm, I'm you know, it's OK. <laughs> it's just gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> but um, and everyone needs a, a self-care like routine, morning routine, whether that's journaling, meditating, walking outside, you know, having a few minutes for yourself, disconnecting from the world. Um, I do have, you know. A community of women which I you know they speak my language in a way Mm -hmm. so we are able to like talk about like you know quantum physics and how it relates to a current situation and you know we are each other's support and we hold each other accountable Um, of course I am working with coaches in order to like elevate and grow in my business but I think that what's important for everyone is you need someone to talk to Mm-hmm. And that someone is not your mom, it's not your sister. If you need therapy, you go, I am in therapy as well. Um, you know, if you are trying to grow, you're going to need the right support system mm-hmm. in order for you to shed the layers. Yeah. If you're shedding layers, you need a support system because if not, you're going to resort back to who you were. And you're trying to evolve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm all for coaching. I know that the coaching industry is something that has blown up in the last few years. 
But the reason why there's so many coaches is because you have to find the right one for you. Right. You have to work with someone that's going to hold you accountable. It's going to be your friend. It's going to kind of like push you off the ledge and someone that you feel comfortable opening up to. Mm-hmm. That's why you have like you can pick a select you, you can go shopping for coaches. Yeah. Um, but make sure that you choose or invest in the one that speaks to your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go for the ones that, you know, oh my God, she helps so many people, or she's trending, or she's making three million dollars, and I need to be in her circle. There's going to be levels to this. So right. make sure that you're investing in the right container at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but therapy, I'm all for that. But also physical movement, like mm-hmm. being in nature, moving, working out, whatever kind of workout it is that you like to do, whether it's cardio, whatever, lifting weights, anything to release all of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there is a lot going on in the world. And if you're not mentally stable, you can fall into sadness, depression, yeah. or you know, terrible things that it could be prevented by you just having your back. Mm-hmm. Need to move that energy needs to go. Yeah. Needs to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head in so many ways of like the support system thing, because I think, you know, there's so many people that think because they're shedding layers, they like don't need people, you know what I mean? Or, or like, they're not going to understand me and all those different things, but it's like, then find new, you know, or like reach out to other people and all those, you know, different types of support systems. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be like your inner circle of your friends, you know, it can be strangers on the internet, you know, or it can be like different community groups, like within your neighborhoods or, you know, old friends or old family members and you know just any way that you can connect with others that can give you that support and like help you through those types of things is good too yeah I totally agree I just think that people need to understand that you're not alone mm-hmm. like what the reason why I say sometimes family is a little iffy to get support from is because if they haven't like shed the layers they can't really help you they will keep you more in that box in that container um but you're not alone like there's people out there that have gone through similar things that you have gone through or even worse that can speak on ways of how to like that can help you so I think that that's my message it's like, you're not alone. That's why I love the fact that you guys have a podcast that so many people are out there have their podcast that there's a movement of like support because mm-hmm. people need to understand you're not alone. There's people actually out there willing to sit down and listen to you and give you the tools that you need in order to be successful, to love yourself and to go after what it is that you want. Or just someone to talk to. Like sometimes right. I talk to my therapy and I'm like, I don't feel like I have anything to say today. And then, <laughs> and then we just start out. talking mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you have to get through the muck first to then get to the good <laughs> quotes, good stuff. But no, I I want to just point out, like I'd never, even though I work in like the mental health space, even thinking of this podcast as a form of support, that's just a new take and spin on it for others. So I, that was just a really cool uh, perspective that I uh, appreciate uh, the shout out, but also there is I mean, evidence to support that those in uh, specifically eating disorder recovery, which is the field that I work in, 
someone who has a strong support system has a higher chance of, uh, or it's one of the better indicators of recovery outcomes, like strong recovery outcomes, if they have a strong support system and, and yeah, family and friends can be great, strong supporters, or they could also be reinforcing, like you said, those negative core beliefs or negative behaviors, unfortunately Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there is evidence out there. It's funny because I'm sorry, I have a guilty pleasure. I love my 600 pound life. Like I love watching that show <laughs> and like within yeah. the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I know what happened to her. This happened to her. And then my boyfriend is like, okay, whatever. And then 10 minutes into the episode, they're like, oh no, this and this happened to me. And this is why I eat. And I'm like, and the support system, which is usually like the husband or the mom or the brother, I'm like, they keep bringing them that food. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not to talk about my 600 pound life, but <laughs> you understand, like, that's just a cycle of it all. And it's usually your closest people who don't want you to change. That's why I brought up the whole friend thing, because I've mm-hmm. had so many friends say like, oh, you're not the same person. You've changed. And it's like, I'm supposed to change. I'm supposed to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like friends and family who want to see you grow, but they still enable you. So right. mm-hmm. it's a good mm-hmm. point that you brought up. And like putting, and I think too, like with that friends thing, which I feel like we've all probably dealt with at different times as well, is like when new friends come into your life, that's also forms of growth. And that's okay as well. You know, like you're, you should meet new people. You should have like other people in your life as well that you meet and learn from, because like that's, like learning from other people as you go in the journey is good as well. Like if you're, if you stay friends with like the same people the entire time and you never have any other friends or other, other family members in your life, that's also really, really hard for your growth as well, because everyone needs to be going up the ladders of growth. <laughs> exactly. I love that. You can all evolve. Yes. <laughs> and we all should evolve. Like life is beautiful and life is to me- it's meant to be like explored and, uh, you can't explore if you don't shed the layers that make you believe that you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and you shared off, uh, I almost said off camera, uh, before we started recording that you're currently in Miami. And so how did, I know you had mentioned uh, growing up in the Bronx, where did that transition to move to Miami? When did that happen? That is a true testament of manifestation. Like, I kid you not. So I always loved Miami. I would always come to Miami. You know, it's like New York City's um, backyard. Um, (laughs) But I always just loved the vibe. You know, growing up in Venezuela, we were always by the beach. So I always loved like that kind of like, you know, living in a city, but the beach is so close, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after the pandemic, like I really didn't like I stopped loving New York as much as I did just because being quarantined for for a few months just made the rats situation in the city worse (laughs) so I remember like one morning like walking to the train and there were just rats popping like from under every car I mean have you guys been to New York City oh yeah that's normal okay but like it was like I've lived there since I was seven and obviously seeing a rat here and there was not an issue, but after quarantine, it was like, they took over New York city. <laughs> oh my God, they I did not I, care. No, no. I, no. And then, I feel like know, I've heard that from some, yeah. from other, whether it be podcasters or people that I know who live or have lived in New York city and that during yeah quarantine, it was 
the like they took over. Humans went inside, rats went out. Oh god, and they grew bigger. Like they were monsters. They looked oh like cats. God. It was like ratatouille. I hate it. Yeah. Oh no, ratatouille was really small compared to the rats that I'm talking about. <laughs> These rats look like cats. Wow. And um, you know, I, my boyfriend and I were like walking in the city. We're like, we, this is dirty. Like we don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so we were like coming down to Miami, like you know to get away from like quarantine here and there and like during the pandemic and we were like one day we were just like it would be nice to live here mm-hmm. and I was like I know so the first time we came down here we rented a car and we just drove around all these neighborhoods oh. and we saw open houses and we weren't even on the list we just walked into the apartments and we were like <laughs> oh we're here to see the open house and we gave ourselves tours and we were like we just wanted to be in the energy of what it felt mm-hmm. living in Miami, right? Yeah. And then the second time we came, we were like, babe, I think that we should live here. And then one day we were in our apartment in Brooklyn and we were like, that's it, we're moving. And we came down, we saw this apartment. Um, it was way out of like what we thought we could afford. And I was like, if it's meant for us, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Wow. I was just, but I always wanted to live in like New York City. Like March 2022, I wrote down in my journal and I was like, I would love to live in Miami in a in this kind of apartment overlooking the water. Like that's what I wanted. And six months later, I was living here. Oh so, so it's like a recent, like not even like in October of 2022, wow. we moved in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it, so it but that's but that's like manifest that's the power of manifestation because I didn't think I like my boyfriend was like no I don't want to live in Miami but you know I like the idea of it I think Mm -hmm. it would be a great idea it would be something fun to do and then out of nowhere we just got that pool and it was like let's go just let's just go so we got this realtor and she booked like eight apartment views in one day (laughs) wow and then after that day we were just like oh my god like so many decisions to make but the one that we wanted, like I wrote down a list of like the pros and cons of every apartment. And I was like, no, this is the one. And if it's meant for us, we're going to get it. And we did. And it just yeah. worked. And, so awesome. You know, it's funny because another manifestation was my part, like my boyfriend. And when we were moving, I came across the journal where I man, like I wrote the kind of person that I wanted to be with. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, babe, I manifested you. <laughs> so it's just the power of like, you know, putting out the universe, coming mm-hmm. and, and and just believing and having that unwavering faith that things will work out for you, but kind of like not in a begging way. It's just like set mm-hmm. it and forget it. Right. And um, that's kind of like what I did. So I just want to tell everyone out there and both of you ladies, like, believe in that because it works. It yeah. works. Like it's the it's the be delusional, but like put it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, be delusional. Dream big. I mean, yeah. Be delusional. I like that. To share this with people. Um, you know, when we're kids, right? And Abby, you know, you have like your little man walking around. That's what I call him too. <laughs> they have an amazing imagination. Like they can think about the craziest thing and you're like where did it come like where did that come from I don't have kids but you know being around my nieces and my nephews like I know Mm -hmm. 
And now as adults, we don't really use our imagination. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we're so distracted with our phones, with life, with what's going on with like the media and, and, you know, who's wearing this and like, wow, what's the new trend and what's the new Amazon find and all of this crap, right? (laughs) That we've forgotten how to use our imagination. And when I say be delusional, be delusional, like use it. Like, you know, the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. so create whatever you want to imagine in your life like as crazy as it sounds and I think that those are the people that are actually out there doing living their lives because they have the ability to imagine a new reality right and that's why visualization works mm-hmm. so whoever's listening like start visualizing start putting things out there because they do come true it's it's funny that we're talking about this because I've been rewatching, well, not rewatching, but I'm watching Married at First Sight. And I, <laughs> yeah, I just, it ties in here. Not where I thought you were going. Okay. No, it ties in here. So <laughs> one of the couples, and it's like season 10 or something sure. like that. And one of the couples is having a discussion about dreams and realities and all these things. And the guy was talking about how he like wanted to write a song jingle one day and he wants to write a short story and he's like telling all these different dreams and the girl is getting so upset with him basically because she's just like you have so many dreams like what are you like what are you talking about and like watching their conversation was just very it was hard to watch because I was like man like this poor guy you know like he's out here like explaining to you like granted this you know this show is on national tv so he's explaining it to everyone but still like he's telling you about his goals he's telling you about how excited he is about these things and you're just sitting here being like oh my gosh like this is ridiculous all these things and then eventually they came to the root conversation that like she had to basically when she was growing up she was she didn't, she wasn't able to dream because she grew up really quickly and like had to take care of her parents and all these other underlining things. But it's just a whole testament of that aspect of like, he knew that he wanted to do these things, whether he thought it was going to happen tomorrow or in 10 years from now, he's like, these are my dreams. This is what I want to do. And I feel like also when we're talking about those dreams, like there are so many people out there that like, don't want you to have those dreams or or Mm want to silence those dreams of yours, but you should still like put them out there. (laughs) Still be excited about them. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point that you need to be careful whose advice you take, because in reality, their advice could be either, you know, propelling you to your future or bringing you back to your, Mm -hmm. to the to the known, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why you need to be very careful what you share with certain people, because they could definitely put their limitations on your dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your dreams are yours for a particular reason. And and that's your vision. And everyone, and everyone has their own vision. It's just their job to, you know, seek that vision, right? But I've noticed that there's a lot of people that based on their own beliefs, they want to put limitations on other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what that girl was trying to do. Not subconsciously. Right. Right. She didn't, she, she was, she wasn't coming from a place of like, you shouldn't dream. It was like, well, I wasn't allowed to dream when I was a kid. So why are you dreaming? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And you she know? was thinking that their life like their life wasn't going to be able to be fulfilled because he had all these dreams and like, she didn't have all these dreams and it's all these other added layers to it. You know, Yeah, you can see where jealousy then can Mm -hmm. uh, 
come into play with others. Like if others are, you know, in your eyes, like excelling at something you want to do. And if you're limiting yourself, it can be very easy to, you know, ugh, get kind of catty or not Support. build each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And limiting yourself even more. Well, I think jealousy should be used as um, motivation or not really motivation. I think inspiration, because the reason that you're jealous is because you want what that person has. It's not really because of anything else. You just don't believe that you yourself can have it. So that's why it turns into jealousy. But how about we change the perspective and say, well, I'm feeling jealous, but it's because I actually want what she has. Mm -hmm. What can I do or how can I be a better person to actually be at that level. And then now we're changing the conversation and we're changing the energy, but that takes awareness. And a lot of people don't have that. And that's what people need to work on. Aside from mindset is becoming aware of where these emotions are coming from, because I know a lot of people and, you know, I was having this conversation with one of my friends and she, you know, she's married and she's like, I'm attracted to all of these women who are single like friends who are single and are like kind of, she was like, I'm, I'm just not to brag, but I feel like they're jealous of my, um, like her marriage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not that they are jealous of your marriage is that they wish they had what you have with the, you know, like the kind of mm-hmm. relationship that you right. currently have with your partner. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing it as they're jealous, kind of like encourage them to maybe become a better um, person emotionally so that they can attract that kind of person. And mm-hmm. for some people that's like, oh my God, I, like that's yeah. a great way of seeing it. But I think that jealousy should be moved from like a negative kind of um, energy and just see it as like, well, I'm jealous because I want that. And I think that that takes a lot of courage to admit yeah. that you want something else that somebody else has. Right. Lots of You just got a mini coaching session right there that was perfect yes yes (laughs) lots of vulnerability I hope that that you know I hope that that helped I mean but that's what we are we're all like we are if we were all able to and capable of being vulnerable and actually saying what it is that we are seeking instead of like having people guess yeah imagine what like the world would be a better place like if you can actually be vulnerable and say listen I got mad at you because you did this or said this, or listen, if I've been distant is because I actually don't want to be around your negative energy because, you know, I'm trying to evolve as a person. And when I talk to you, I feel like you drain me from my energy. Like imagine if we can have those kind of conversations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so slowly, but surely, hopefully we, we are. Cause my son will come home from school and uh, ask him how his day was. He'll be like, I was very frustrated because and I'm like yes tell me how you're, you're, you're being a mirror to him and he's learning that from you oh. so that's that's kind of what needs to happen we are a reflection of the people that we surround ourselves with right we are empowering ourselves with people that actually want to have those conversations then you're opening up a whole a whole new level in the relationship mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the good feels, all well, the good, all things. the deepness, all the deepness, all the deepness. I, really deep. I, I do have a question, another question though. I'm wondering in your own work on yourself, like what is, you know, one of the greatest, biggest insert any descriptor there, like a lesson that you've learned or had to overcome and that you want to share, right? Like, cause obviously everyone's story can be personal and vulnerable and. I think that for me, 
I feel like there is power in your sovereignty. Mm. Um, you know, like that's all you have. So like your word is all you have. Mm -hmm. You say you're going to do something, you you have to do it. If you say you're not going to do something, then you don't do it. I think that my, like being tested in this, like, you know, breaking away from the corporate world, going through this, you know, pandemic and moving from New York City. I've learned so much about myself and like not being close to my family here and like having to kind of like, the rebirth of okay. myself, right? I've had to stand in my sovereignty and I've had to learn how to say no and set boundaries that have actually empowered me. So stick to your guns and like do the things that scare you because that's the only way that you're going to grow. Like, you know, moving here, it was huge for me. Like, First of all, moving from New York City to Florida was the hardest thing because <laughs> finding a truck company, moving all your stuff, yeah. it was very challenging, right? And but when you stick, like, and me not knowing like what was going to happen with my coaching business, if we were going to be able to afford this apartment, like all the things and the questions and the, and the doubts that you have, but when you stick to your guns, you're rewarded. Yeah. And I know that that that's not maybe as deep as we wanted to go, but I think that you standing in your power, you set the tone for everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like you're like, you're holding in that like commitment to yourself and you're telling yourself, like, I trust myself to do the things that I said I was going to do, because when you don't, then that's when everything snowballs backwards, you know? Mm -hmm. So exactly. Mm -hmm. like committing to your own self. <laughs> exactly. And that's how you build the trust and the self-love within yourself that you can start saying, no, I, I know how to do challenging things. I've overcome so many things in my life. This is not going to get the best of me. You know, let's regroup, let's replan, but I'm not going to give up. Mm -hmm. And if you are quick to um, break the commitment with yourself, then how are you going to be committed to others? How are you going to have healthy relationships? How are you going to have strong friendships? Because the first relationship that's the most important is with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Snap. And snaps. I cannot say <laughs> We both did snap. Yes. Yeah. It's like that is the key to everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hardest stepping stone. Of course. <laughs> and that's what no one teaches. To, no one teaches that because it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. it's, it's complicated especially for mm -hmm. us women we we go through a cycle I don't mm -hmm. know who I am when I'm getting my period like I am a mad woman you know yep. and then I'm like oh that's why like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? so it's like it's challenging for us because we go through these cycles but it's like every month it's like it's like a rebirth it's like mm -hmm. we are coming back new and it's about getting to know your body getting to know who you are your emotions why you think the way that you think what ideas you adopted from what parent or from what situation like that's where the magic is going to happen it's not going to happen from you you know magically attract I tell this to a lot of my clients who are like well you know I, I'm, I've been single for a really long time and like I want to attract a partner and whatever and I'm like you could attract whatever partner you want, but if you haven't done the work, mm -hmm. the, the relationship is not going to make you happy. Right. Mm -hmm. The problems don't go away just because you are in that relationship. Yeah. It's about here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that a lot of people think that the solution is outside of us. 
but the solution is within. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not that new job or not that new. It's not more money. It's not the new purse. It's not the mm-hmm. new car. It's not the new house. Mm-hmm. It's not the new man. It's not the new hair. Even though when you do cut your hair or color your hair, you feel like a new woman. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's about the work. And yeah. that's, that's the challenging part. Mm-hmm. And you know that because I'm sure people that come to you that want to lose weight or, you know, want to have a healthy uh, uh, relationship with food, mm-hmm. it's all here. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh, so inspiring. I love it. I know. So, and, oh, yeah. Who, and maybe you're still, well, first, how long have you had your, uh, your coaching business. So has that been since Miami or was it before? So I started about maybe two years ago. Two years ago. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, Miami has been where I've been just coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Miami. Everyone should come visit. Um, <laughs> I love the energy here. It feels, it's very refreshing right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I just want to say that anyone that is Thinking to like go outside and like start a business or, you know, go to like an art class or a gallery or whatever it is that you are motivated of doing, like, just do it. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying quit your nine to five and just go and like take a leap of faith. Your intuition will guide you as to when you need to do that. But definitely just get out of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Go explore. Go, go you know, go do something every weekend that lights you up. Mm-hmm. Go and like focus on the hobbies that you had as a child. Just go and step out of the ordinary so that you can start using your imagination a little bit more every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your for the people that you work with, uh, do you primarily see women or do you see all genders, all ages uh what is your target uh clientele i see all all genders all ages um but primarily you know 30s mm-hmm. um you know i've i've gone a little older but i have no problem i feel like we're all connected yeah. i have no restrictions um if anyone is open to do the work because that's another thing you can't force anybody to do the work you have to be able to make an investment because you want to do the work and because mm-hmm. you know it's going to t- it's going to be challenging but it's not going to be impossible so i am someone that whoever wants to do the work i'm open but you have to do the work because you yeah. can't blame me for not seeing results if you're not doing the work. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem like in. a very firm and, and but encouraging coach as well, right. which again, like I think is perfect in that space. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Danielle. Oh, no, no. I was just saying. And I mean, it's it's so amazing too, like that you bring up the whole like shopping for coaches, shopping for therapists. Like it's all one of those things too, that I feel like so many people like it. it, it I think it's scary for people to find coaches, you know, because I think they don't want to make the wrong choice or do anything like that. But it's like, like you said, like following the energy and following like core values and all those things is like so huge and so exciting. <laughs> it is. It is very exciting. And I feel like there's there's a lid for every pot out there. Mm-hmm. So definitely oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Stop <laughs> around, you know, see what works, see what doesn't work, because the person is out there for you. It's just you 
being willing to put in that work. Like I spoke to um, someone like the other day and they're like, you know, I've had like two coaches and like when I'm working with them, I'm confident. But then after I'm not working with them, it's like, it's all gone. And I'm like, well, I'm sure you were given tools. So you need to use those tools. It's not the coach, it's you, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's about keeping that momentum and that energy even after the fact. And the same thing with like therapy, like whatever your therapist tells you to do, you do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's again, like committing to those commitments that you make to yourself, like comes back to it all over again. (laughs) It all comes back full circle. (laughs) It does. Uh, I mean, what would be your advice for people who want to venture out into their own business or maybe being a coach like what advice would you give someone who's like I want to do what you do um if you want to do what I'm doing or if you want to venture out and just start your own thing just do it (laughs) I feel that's what it would be (laughs) I am I'm not gonna say it again like in the beginning it's not easy um it's going to be challenging but if it was easy then more people than what are doing it or there could be a thousand coaches out there and not all of them are going to be great. Right. Right. There's going to be millions of people out. Okay. There's how many um, car companies are out there, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but everybody has like their favorite one. Yeah. You have to make sure that you just become a a person's favorite one. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to go into coaching, my advice would be start a community. Mm -hmm. Like, start creating your, you know, your, your, your following, start communicating the messages that you want to start to communicate. If you want to start a business, then start learning on, you know, how to start a business, depending on what that is. I feel like right now we live in a society where like YouTube university is available to everyone. So you want to learn something, just get on there and maybe you find your new calling, but Mm -hmm. like, don't feel restrict like don't feel like let's say someone that's working in a career and they're like no but I want to do this or I want to go after my music don't feel like you can't do both right Mm -hmm. like and don't feel like it's not possible for you because it is there's people that have done it there's evidence out there of people that have been able to work a full-time job and start a business Mm -hmm. again it's not going to be easy but if you're up for the challenge because you want to see a different result, then just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's a but. <laughs> you're going to need support along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that support might not come from your immediate family because your immediate family is going to tell you you're crazy. You have a family. You can't leave your nine to five. Right. And then it's like your support system is going to say, but you can do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of like that, that like that tango of life and I don't care what anybody says you're going to need support of some kind a community friends uh, you know therapy professional help whatever it is seek that and stick to your guns mm-hmm. oh the best advice the best advice <laughs> just drop in mics up in here you have to follow your intuition because you You really do know you your intuition is your source Mm -hmm. that's like the gps of your life 
So mm-hmm. if your intuition is telling you, listen, you you have to leave this job and you have to start something for yourself, it might sound crazy, but that might be what you need to do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you need to go after that um, raise or that new position. And then you don't do it because you're afraid because you're an introvert and you don't want to put yourself out there. Well, you're missing out on an opportunity that can lead you to another place in your career. Mm-hmm. So are you going to let the fear hold you back or are you going to actually step out outside the box and just ask for that that promotion? Mm-hmm. So it's about that. It's about, I'm not telling everyone to go get a job. There are things that you can do with it. People are happy in their careers and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But are you doing everything it takes for you to be the best of your career at the top of your career? Yeah. And that's where the support comes in. Mm-hmm. And like, what's going to fulfill you? like that as well Mm -hmm. it's all about fulfillment and you know intuition yeah and mindset (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah all of it all the positive things yes yes (laughs) oh man well you said you had a pretty funny instagram versus reality for us i mean it is it is your time to shine (laughs) all right mine is cellulites Okay. All right. <laughs> so like Instagram wants to, you know, you mentioned something about comparison mm-hmm. and I think like Instagram is the best place where you can go and say, well, I don't look like that. Well, she looks great. And she, a lot of people have satellites mm-hmm. more than you think. Mm-hmm. Millions of women have satellites mm-hmm. and these filters, they are dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to share that it's all bull crap. Don't fall for the filters. Right. You are beautiful no matter what. And cellulites are just a part of life. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, that was juicy enough. It was juicy. Yes. Oh, was- God, it was so good. <laughs> Perfect. But it's like what uh, the Kendrick Lamar lyrics. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. So sick and tired of this Photoshop. Want to see some natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like even the girls who are not natural, they got satellites. Mm -hmm. So just Mm -hmm. don't believe the filters. Like, like don't compare yourself to these people who have done so much work and who have filters and, you know, Photoshop Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Like you're beautiful. It doesn't matter. There's many crayons for the world to see and experience. And we don't all need to look the same. So yes. Saying love it, love yes. It. There's a reason why we're why we all look different, and it's right. just it's the beauty of the world. So mm-hmm. just embrace it, diverse, own it, and mm-hmm. be you, girl. Be yes. Well, how can all the people find you? Like, how can they connect with you? How can they work with you? All the things. Plug away. Well, my Instagram is at Coach Marvellis. And my website is at coachmarbellas.com. I do have a four-week program in which we uncover everything that's within the mindset. We'll give you the tools. I also, I am certified in hypnosis. And that's one of the tools that I use in order to like, you know, go back to the past and kind of like forgive the past and then bring it back to the future and just create a new reality. Um, I also love working with EFT, um, emotional freedom techniques, um, which are tapping and tapping on meridian points, like acupuncture points in order to release stagnant energy. 
Um, and yeah, if you want to work with me, just make sure that you email me at coachmartbellis at gmail.com, or you can stop by my website, coachmartbellis.com. Yes. Who knew the hypnosis really was full circle, Danielle? It really was. It really was. 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 You're exactly where you need to be, Danielle. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel so, I feel so good about today. (laughs) Today is amazing as a full moon. I'll say it again because I'm a moon child and you went through, you are? I love the moon. Oh, I love, (laughs) oh yeah. I love all the witchy stuff. I love all that stuff too. I like and one of my little altars back there. You can see. Oh, that's beautiful. My... It looks so cool. I love it. I love, love it. it. Well, I know everyone who is listening, and I mean, not even everyone who's listening. I know Abby and I had a fabulous time with you, and we learned so much and feeling so motivated and super, super excited. So, I mean, Thank you for being on the podcast with us. Thank you both so much for this opportunity. I just want to say that you guys are putting great things out there for the collective. Never stop, you know, inspiring people and motivating people because you are the gems that the world needs. So I love you guys and (laughs) just stay connected. And if you guys ever need anything, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely going to connect. Yes. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be back for the part two. Yes, we love part two. We love part two. Yes. Well, well, thanks, listeners. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook at Real Life Podcast with Abby and Danielle and like and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well. But on Apple, you can leave us a review. But don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.